and we are live. Let's get it. This is the Back Row Bengal Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Miller. You can find me all over the place. You can find me, Back Row Bengals. That's it. If you follow the Twitter page, you're probably listening to the show right now. So appreciate the follows. Appreciate all of it. Let's keep blowing it up. That was a tough loss. It was it was a really tough loss. Uh, Bengals drop one in overtime to the Packers in a game that had uh, plenty of chances where we could have easily won that game. Um, it was a hard-fought game. I got to say the players played really well. Uh, I really liked the defense. Defense played really well until uh, the overtime uh, game-winning drive that the Packers had, which, again, you know probably shouldn't have happened in the first place because we had chances to win before that. At any rate, um, drop a tough one. Uh, but let's look, let's start, let's start glass half full here. I'm going to start glass half full, personally. I, the players showed that we are good enough to hang with pretty much anybody in the league, which is a great, that's a great start. That is a phenomenal start. Being able to hang with anybody, especially the Packers, even though they are depleted, they had plenty of injuries to go around. Their number one corner was out. I get all that. But it's still, that's a still a good team. That's still a team that's going to go to the playoffs. And we should have beat them, and it went into overtime. And, again, I'm going to tip my cap to the Packers. They're really good. Aaron Rodgers is the real deal. Uh, they're a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I thought Green Bay was not going to make the playoffs, and I thought they were going to be a dumpster fire. Prove me wrong. And um, I, this was a game that I thought the Bengals could win, and, again, prove me wrong again. Uh, but, again, so let's start glass half full. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, this connection is going to be special for many years. Jamar Chase had, again, yet another great, great performance. Uh, 165 yards, one touchdown. Uh, absolutely ridiculous plays. I mean, that one to end the half, which was an absolute, you know, scrambled drill where he just made a play and Joe Burrow made a, a dime throw. Um, it did gain a lot of his yards, but that's where he got his touchdown from. But again, like we're seeing, like just this this development, we're like this is everything that we dreamed of. They usually. When I look at situations, I usually look at it as, okay, here's the best case scenario. Here's the worst case scenario. Probably going to be somewhere right in the middle. The worst case scenario was preseason Jamar Chase. The best case scenario would be Jamar Chase right now. And we're not in the middle. We, we are at Jamar Chase where we w- thought he was going to be and where we drafted him to be. Uh, so that connection is really good. Another uh, glass half full, defense really did play well. I thought they played well. They kept they kept Green Bay out of the end zone when they needed to. Now, there were there a lot of explosive plays that got Green Bay into territories that, you know, maybe they probably shouldn't have been in? Yes, absolutely. They did let Aaron Rodgers drive down the field. However, that's what's going to happen when you're playing a future Hall of Famer. They're going to drive down the field. Aaron Rodgers can still make a lot of throws. He's still playing at a high level. And, you know, he's going to do that. So, but we were did one of the keys that I said that we should have, that we needed to do in order to win the game. The defense did that. They kept those big plays to a minimum, and they kept them out of the end zone. Uh, the Green Bay kept driving down the red zone, and, and the Bengals would make a stand. And you know, thank God, uh, Mason Crosby was missing kicks. You know, the defense did enough to win the game. And I got to say, right now, if we got to go, if there was a most improved coach award, it would one thousand percent go to Lou Anarumo. He's had an absolutely he, he's had a, he's had a great season for his standard for his standard. I'm not saying it's an incredible like it's it's incredible and i'm not saying that this defense has no holes because it still does uh but he, far and away the scheme is far and away so much better than it was last year uh i was somebody that was a lou anarumo hater and i'm I full on 
Boom. Luana Rumo hater. Did not like him. Didn't like him at UC. Didn't like him here. And he's proved me wrong. He's proved me that he can put together a game plan that's going to win us games. And he's done that pretty much every single game so far. He has. Chicago kept him under 20 points. With our type of offense, we got to score over 20 points. Um, the Packers, I mean, it was 22-25. You're expecting, again, you're expecting our offense to score more than 22 points. I think we got to. We should be able to hit 24 points every single week. Honestly, with the weapons that we have, uh, this offense should be able to hit 24 points every week. So if the defense keeps playing like they are, we should be winning a lot of these games, and we will. It's going to come with time. Um, another glass half full thing. The scheme was there to win. The scheme was there. So the game plan going in. And this is not play calling. This is the scheme going in. This is the idea of what the Bengals wanted to do. Um, they they came out and they and they um, oops, pop that up there. Uh, they came out and they made it. They they made a really really good uh, game plan in order for uh, us to make plays. So the game plan's there. Another glass half full thing. Joe Burrow's one of the tough, toughest SOBs in the league. That dude's taking shot after shot after shot. And Pat McAfee put out a uh, podcast a little bit earlier, and, and I think that yeah, I listened to it, and, and the he- the headline was 100% clickbait because I believe Joe Burrow only got sacked, got sacked three times. Again, you know, not horrible, not horrible, not where we want it to be, but not horrible. Uh, he got sacked three times, and Pat McAfee put out that Joe Burrow, like, is he going to die in Cincinnati? Okay, number one. The one shot that he took that was like really hard, and we all know what we're talking about, where we all sat after he just got his legs absolutely chopped out from under him, which, by the way, it, it's a quarterback running the ball. I don't think there should be some sort of suspension, some sort of fine for that hit. And legal football hit, legal football hit, I get it, I get it. But it's a quarterback running. And he could have absolutely hit him anywhere in the chest. He could have hit him around the waist. He could have dragged him down. There's already a uh, defensive back there to make the play on Joe. And he deliberately, like, dove from three yards away and knocked out his legs. He did that on purpose. There's got to be a suspension or a fine. There won't be, and that's okay. But when Joe Burrow, I mean, he said it last year in Philadelphia, when Joe Burrow is the GOAT and he's the greatest in the league, he's going to get those calls. But he didn't, and uh, we all saw that, you know, he got hit real, real hard. And I got to say, when that stadium went silent, it went dead silent. You could not hear anything. Even Packers fans were dead silent. And, God, it, it was it was horrible. I was with the Stripe Squad, and we were doing some sort of something um, with a section, and it was, it was horrible. But he got right back up, and he didn't miss a play. Uh, the blue tent went up. He went in concussion protocol. He was out in 30 seconds back on the bench ready to go. That dude is a tough mutter. He can, he's going to be around for a while. We got to keep protecting him. We got to keep giving him weapons. Not saying that we can't do that, but he's got, he's got that, he's got that gene in him. He's got that toughness. Like he can keep going, keep it, keep it going. Um, so let's just, let's just keep going. Glass half full. Um, I mean, I mean, it does, is that where it ends? Let's let's see here. Okay, so defense played well. Uh, I would say I would say the offense definitely played well, and, and you know I would say that um, the I mean, ex- with the exception of the se- second quarter, I would say the offense was efficient. 
And I would say that the offensive personnel played well, as in the players were playing well. Joe Burrow, again, had a, I thought had a pretty good day. Um, Joe Mixon, uh, he was limited. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, I think he's personally getting too many snaps, but he played okay. He's not too, he didn't play too bad. Uh, Drew Sample, I mean, made a couple catches when he needed to. They had, had, a, had a couple drops, um, but, you know, not bad. Uh, but all in all, I came out of that optimistic. I, I think I'm coming out of this one a lot more optimistic than what a lot of people are giving the Bengals credit for, which I think is ridiculous because going in, going into the season, a lot of the national media was calling three and 13 and a lot of us were calling six and whatever. And now that we've gotten off to this hot start and we see how good that this team can be, uh, we're all like calibrating playoffs, playoffs. You know, we've got to come down. Okay. This is a, this is a brand new team. This is a brand new team. This defense is really good. This offense got some kinks to work out. Zach Taylor's got some kinks to work out. Let's recalibrate our um, expectations. Let's bring it back down. Um, but anyway, so let's then let's bring me on to the uh, glass half empty uh, thoughts here, which was the bad of the game. Um, well, I'm going to start out with this, and then we're going to not address it anymore. But I am sick. I'm sick of some of these some of these Bengals fans I'll say it I'll, I'll say it I love I love these diehard Bengals fans and I know there's a lot of you out there and I love I love a lot of you and I love those fans that like really do stick with this team and are following and when the Bengals and I understand the Bengals have not been a franchise that has been great to their fans in past years in past years um I get it I get it. It took a lot for a lot of fans to come back to uh, the come back to the Bengals franchise. I get it. But now the Bengals are putting together a great product on the field. These games are a lot of fun. We're doing a lot of things for the fans. There's a this the atmosphere is better. There are better players. This is a great product on the field. This is one of the best products I've seen on the field in Cincinnati in a long time. Long time. Probably seven or eight years, I would say. I mean, I would, I, I think this team is really good. I do, and I think this team is going to be good for a couple of years. I would say, like, this is just the start. This is just the base camp of the mountain. We got a while before we get to the peak. Get it? Um, it's time to start coming to games. And I'm, I'm the excuse of they're not putting a good enough product out on the field is not going to fly anymore. They had, they've had. Three overtime games in Paul Brown Stadium. Like one of one of them, one of them I would say is against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Get that one. But two of them were Minnesota, who who I think is pretty good, and the other one was Green Bay, who's going to be in the playoffs without a doubt, and probably going to be in the NFC North Championship or NFC Championship game. And the Jacksonville game was a Thursday night on a prime time. And the stadium, the front office and the Bengals and the stadium, like they, it went all out, all out. And the, the, the moment was incredible. And the, the vibe, the, the feeling of being together. And I'm going to say the Bengals fans were good on that one. So let's go to this last Sunday. Green Bay, it was not even, it, now I've, I know a lot of people will say, like, you know, in my in my section, it was a lot of Bengals fans. I get that. I'm going from – I'm around every single section. I go from section to section to section to section. 
there are way too many Packers fans, even by Packers fans level. Way too many. Like, this was more than, than I've seen Pittsburgh invade. It's more than I've seen Cleveland invade. This is more than Minnesota was. This was the Green Bay Packers. And I got to say, a lot of this, a lot of these Packers fans got their tickets from Bengals season ticket holders because these tickets got expensive. I get that. It was hard to get a ticket here. It got expensive. But the season ticket holders were selling out their tickets to these Packers fans. And that's how they took over the stadium. And I got to tell you, everybody sees that. Everybody does. And it's embarrassing to me. It, it, it really does. It, it hurts. It, it hurts inside. It, it does to me. I, and I know it does to a lot of Bengals fans that use their season tickets, that don't sell them to Packers fans, that go to the games, that supported this team when they only had two wins. That has been supporting this team for a very long time. Now, this team is putting together a great product. Great product. I enjoy every single Sunday. I, my life is just complete when I'm watching a Bengals game. And when I'm there, it is a blast. A blast. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what these I don't know what these fans that are selling these tickets are waiting for. I don't get the they need to put a break great pro, a better product on the field for me to come. I don't get that argument anymore because it doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. And, and honestly, Bengals fans should be ashamed of themselves for letting that happen. And you know what? If you were a Notre Dame or a Cincinnati or a UC fan, you would understand that because UC did the same exact thing to Notre Dame, and all the Notre Dame beat writers are saying the exact same thing. Saying the exact same thing. And listen, I get it. The Packers fans are a diehard fan base, and they've been around for forever. I get all that. I understand it. There is no reason why there should have been that many cheeseheads in the crowd. There is no reason. I know they travel well. I get it. But this is our city. And I'm sorry, getting ran out of my own stadium is not fun for me. I don't like it. All right. I'm going to get off the fans now. Um, I'm, we'll be back, and we'll be fine. We're not going to let that happen again. We won't let that happen again. Everybody, Bengals fans here now, we're going to wash that game away. We're never going to let that happen again. Never. It's never going to happen. Let's do, so let's be better. Let's not let another team run our own fans out of the stadium. Okay, so let's move on to the game. Um, Zach Taylor, again, I said it. I liked his game plan. I liked his scheme. His play calling was, again, another game where he was questionable. Um, I mean, I mean I punted the ball a couple of times while they were in Packers territory. Uh, let's start there. I thought we drafted Evan McPherson to make those kicks. I thought that was the reason why he was such a valuable product. Is because when we are in Packers territory and we're out of a normal and average field goal kicker's range, like Randy Bullock, we're out of his range. Evan McPherson, he is in range. And we've seen him be in range. I understand. And trust me, as weird as this game was with kick kicks, and honestly, it was across the league too. And you ever notice how like sometimes in some weeks that happens? Like, like there will be one Sunday. Where these kick, where kickers just have a horrible, horrible outing. At any rate, at any rate, we we decided to punt the ball. I don't really get it because I thought that's why we drafted him, and we didn't draft Evan McPherson with the last pick. We drafted him with the fifth pick, 
fifth pick. This is he was a high draft pick. There was a reason we took him. And we've seen him make these ridiculously long kicks. We've seen him do it. So we know he can do it. Um, why aren't we why aren't we at least trying a field goal there? I don't get that. Um, why on a third why is it on third and five? And are we not putting the ball in Joe Burrow's hands? I like Samaj P. Ryan. I really do. I really like him. But Joe Burrow is our franchise. There is a reason we took him. It is to put the ball in his hands for us to go out there and win the game. So we have to just um, keep going. And we and I don't exactly get why we were run like why we are running the ball. And why aren't we letting Joe Burrow cook? It's the whole reason we have him. We have Jamar Chase, we got Tyler Boyd, we got T. Higgins. We have one of the best receiving groups in the entire NFL. One of the rate and Joe Burrow is going to hit all his passes. His completion percentage is very high. Now, I will say this, that completion percentage is probably going to be a little outweighed because his attempts aren't that high. But he's still completing those passes. We have got to give we have got to give him the ball more. We got to get Jamar Chase out in space more. We got to give him some routes where they can go and make a play. We it can't just be so robotic. And and, and it looks like it kind of is. And it looks like we aren't letting Jamar Chase, like, you know, let, let him go out in space. Let him get out in space. Let Tyler Boyd get out in space. Let T. Higgins get out in space. And, you know, T. Higgins drops a ball. Guess what? Let's go right back to him so he can get comfortable. And let's go over to Tyler Boyd. He had a drop late in the game. But, I mean, he had four catches, and those he didn't get targeted throughout the entire game until the fourth quarter. Didn't have, like, why are we using him? He's one of the best third down backs in the league, and we know this. I, I don't get why we're using it. Why is Drew Sample out catching these tight end balls and not CJ Uzama? CJ, again, I like Drew. CJ Uzama is there for that specific reason. There's a reason why we have him on the team, is because CJ Uzama can make that play. And CJ Uzama can take, you know, take a two, three-yard catch, and turn it into a 5, 10, 15-yard gain. Drew Sample can't. He can't. He physically can't. Not saying he has to, because we don't have him here to do that. We have him there to run H-back. But for some reason, C.J. Uzama's playing H-back. And that doesn't make any sense to me. That makes no sense to me, actually. So I, I don't get it. I will say those are a couple of the big things that Zach Taylor did that I really boggled my mind. I don't I don't get that. I don't understand that. I don't understand how at the end of the game, on a third and five, we run the ball with Samaje Piran. Again, I like Samaje. However, why are we not giving it to our franchise? Why are we not giving it to Joe Burrow? The man has won his games, plenty of games in the past by himself. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me about that. Um, won us games in the past by himself. Why are we running the ball? I don't. I, I don't get it. I understand. Like we gotta have it's. It's gotta be even. And there's perks to having an even pass game to run game. But we're starting to get really, really predictable. Really predictable, and we're starting to get really conservative, which is not what this team should be, because this team is made to be aggressive. I mean, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, 
Joe Mixon. This they play an aggressive style of ball. Joe, you can't tell me Joe Burrow doesn't play an aggressive style of quarterback. I mean, you saw the runs that he takes. You saw the hits that he takes because he's running so like far out of the pocket. Had a throat contusion because he got poked in the throat. And he, by the way, he had to go to the hospital. He's fine. He's back. He's good to go. So if we have these aggressive players at thrive on being aggressive and Zach Taylor, when he went for it, uh, I believe it was the bear in the bears game where he went for it on like fourth down at our own 30. Oh no, it was a Vikings game. that we ended up winning. I feel like that's getting overshadowed. And he came over to the sideline and he's like, well, that's how we're going to play. And that's, and that's how I'm going to coach it. We're going to be aggressive. I'm all good with that. I'm all, I love being aggressive. But he hasn't been. What, 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 what's happened? What's happened? It's like, it's like all that aggressiveness, aggressiveness just went right out the window. Gone. So we got to get more aggressive. We do. And, I mean, at the end of the day, Zach Taylor, I do. I like him as a head coach. I think he is the correct head coach. I do. The culture is much better. The guys really do like him. Joe Burrow works well with him. I mean, again, like, even though we're not as um, aggressive, we are pretty efficient. And then on top of that, we are really calm. We're really calm. And we do, we've been scoring a lot on, like, the last two drives of either ha- of the first half or the game. On the first, their last two drives, Zach Taylor has been able to put together a run in order to get the the guys down there and to get us in the uh, get us in the end zone, and it's 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 worked. Now that being said, he needs to relinquish play calling. He just does. He can't handle both, and that's okay. That's not a knock on him either. A lot of coaches don't. Matt Nagy, who was the head, now I know this didn't work. This personally hasn't really worked out. But Matt Nagy, who was the coach of the year not too long ago, just relinquished his play calling skills. It's not a knock. It's not that it's a smart move when clearly our offensive efficiency and our explosiveness and our aggressiveness isn't getting us over 24 points in a freaking game. Then it's time to move on. It's time to relinquish that play calling. Is it going to happen? I don't know. But that's what does need to happen. Those, I mean, play calling just it, it needs to get better. It needs to get better. It needs to get more aggressive. When we're just getting so we're getting so predictable. I know it. I'm sitting in the stands and I'm like, this is a run. They, on the third and five, on the third and five, there was one receiver out there. It was just Auden Tate. Love Auden Tate. But there is no reason why Jamar Chase, Tyler Board, and T Higgins should not also be out there to at least give the look that hey. We might be passing the ball. Hey, just give them some the defense something to think about so they can't key up. Now I did see this that on the first and the second down of that um drive, that 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 the first down and the second down of that of the field goal drive in order to get McPherson into range, the Packers gave us a box um of the D line and the linebackers where it was favorable in our our ends. I believe it was uh they had four down and um versus our five. It's like, okay, we'll take that. And it was five against five. It was like, okay, we'll take that again. But it wasn't on third down. It wasn't on third and five. And the defense keyed up. And we got what? Two we got two yards and just like that, Evan McPherson goes up to kick and he misses it. On a very weird day to 
be kicking after Mason Crosby just missed missed one and Evan McPherson missed one in at the end of the game or at the end of regulation. And that that was a very long kick. I get that. Now he also hit it halfway up the upright, which is something. So that that means that that kick could have gone probably 70 yards. Uh, so that's something to think about for the rest of the year. Um, but why, why can't in the just just make it a chip shot? Make it make it much easier. I I don't get it. I really don't understand some of his play calling. And if we're gonna be aggressive, where 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 that aggressiveness go? Where did it go? You told your players we're going to play an aggressive style. Why are we getting so conservative all of a sudden? All right, that's enough on Zach Taylor because again, I like him. I don't think he should be fired. I really don't. I don't understand. About, by, by the way, he's not going to get fired. For all the people that think he is, he's not. He's pretty much already secured his job. And we know that he's not going to lose out like or something bad like that. It's going to happen unless there's barring some ridiculous injury. Knock on wood. Uh, but he's not going to get fired. So let's go to uh, the, the player side of it. Uh, Joe Burrow had a really, really bad pick in a really bad situation. Um, and it, it, it looked really bad. But... I'm going to say this. I'd rather have the ball in his hand. I'd rather lose like that than I would with, you know, that third and five running the ball, missing a field goal. I'd rather lose it in number nine's hands. I would. Um, it was a bad, it was a bad one. It was a bad pick. Um, I mean, he had three picks again. He had threw three picks against the bears too. And I mean, I mean, these interceptions are, are, are going to start to mount up and I really hope this doesn't turn into a problem. Joe Burrow is a very aggressive passer. He takes a lot of chances, and that's a lot. Of, that's that you know is really good. Sometimes it's really good when he does do that because you know that's what makes him Joe Burrow. Is he makes these aggressive passes. He makes these chance passes. But the thing about him that makes him so good, he can throw it in such a way that it, it'll turn like let's say a 50-50 ball into like a 70-30 ball for the receiver because he can fit it in that tight window. That one he just he just clogged it up. Um, could it have been that he got hit in the head and he was maybe not thinking great, thinking straight, which really could have been an issue or really could have been the problem. Um, could have been a miscommunication. I was going to Tyler Boyd and again, Tyler Boyd's getting lulled in the sleep because we're not using him enough. And he, I mean, he's not getting targeted enough. We really need to start targeting these receivers more. And I like our running game. I like Joe Mixon. We are much better through the air. Much, much, much better. It's Barna. I mean, it's, it's not even close either. It, it really isn't. I like I like Joe. I know he's got one of the highest you know rushing yards in the league. We are much better through the air than we are on the ground, and that's all right. That's okay. That can be this the identity of this team, and I would love it. So we just got to keep going. Now, are we? I think a lot of it is we're being a little bit more cautious of Joe Burrow, but that's not how he plays. It's just not. He plays aggressive, so we got to keep being aggressive so um but i'll I'll hand this loss over to uh zach dale and the play calling honestly that's that's probably where that's probably where a lot of this um happened but that being said i was pretty not satisfied i i I wasn't satisfied i would say I, i was okay with this game like i walked out of there i wasn't devastated i wasn't i wasn't I mean, I was pissed, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, I didn't over-rationalize or become irrational. Like, you know, we need to sell off the you know, fire sack. 
It really didn't because the team played hard and the team is playing well. And we're, you're starting to see this team mold together. You really are. You're starting to see it gel. How are they going to handle this loss? They got to go to Detroit, which is going to be a lot harder than I believe people are making it out to be. I think to Detroit is going to be hard. Their own five. You just saw Dan Campbell cry on national on national TV, and that went everywhere. Let me just say this. I think I think that was fake. I, I do. I think that was fake. I think that's ridiculous. Okay, like come on, come on. Let's let's get it together here. Um, zero and five. They're coming out hungry. They're they're coming out wanting to win. So we're going to have to put together another great game plan. We cannot overlook this. We cannot lose two straight. Not this AFC North. Thank God the Browns lost. And I don't know how the Ravens came back. But the Colts had them dead in the water. And, you know, maybe that's because the Colts are that bad. But, you know, Ravens, are, Ravens haven't lost. I mean, as, as sketchy as a lot of their wins have been, they're not, they're not losing. They're winning. And there is no easy win in the NFL. Absolutely not. Bar not. No easy one in the NFL. Uh, so we got to go. But here, here's the good part for us Bengals fans. We got to go to Detroit, and then we got to go to New, to New York. Those are two of our road games. So two wins. Two very winnable games. We go out there. We win those. We're looking at seven and uh, three. What, three and two? So we're looking at five and two. Um, Cincinnati math. Sorry about that. Oh, by the way, three and two now. We're also number three in the country. I'm going to throw that out there. Um I got a quick. I got a. I got a quick question. Now that we're on college, okay. So I'm talking strictly to our Ohio State fans. There's a lot of great ones. There's a lot of great Ohio State fans that know football. I have a lot of friends. I grew up in Columbus, so I I, I know a lot of them. But there are a lot of like fans that like. It feels like the a lot of their opinions like they don't even watch football whatsoever. I will say like a couple of years ago, like I hate I hate Ohio State. I genuinely do, and like. When Chase Young was there, his uh, his last year at Ohio State, I knew that team was ridiculous, and and I admitted it. I was like, I it's like Ohio State fans just can't admit like that UC is genuinely better this year, and that's facts. Just say it, just put it out there. Okay, back to NFL. Uh, Got to go to Detroit, to New York. Two winnable games. Two winnable games. We're gonna go over those uh, on Thursday. Uh, hopefully, I can get somebody on. For that show, I like to do Tuesday recaps by myself because that's usually where I grind. Let you know, let you know what grinds my gears, and uh, I'll get um, I'll find somebody and we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep it going. So thank you guys so much for listening. This will be up later for anybody that missed the live stream. Still working out with Streamyard, so it's it's kind of be you know it's still kind of getting the hang of it, but I like it. I get to talk talk to you guys live, and I get to look at myself. I'm going to find a way to put those comments on. Uh, and then we'll probably make a YouTube page and probably make a Facebook page. Uh, follow the uh, Strawberry Ice Chain. Uh, speaking of which, he's on with uh, Jay Morrison tonight. So uh, if you guys missed that or are you know coming from that and coming over here, uh, Iceman, Strawberry Ice, uh, Jeff, he's a great guy. And uh, he, he goes support his brand to uh, Jackpot Joey. Gave me a free hat. Dope. Love it. Uh, absolutely love it. So, uh Go go support him. Um, go go support those hats. Go buy one. And go support his podcast. He's had me on numerous times. Really, he's a super nice guy. And you you he's the same guy on the podcast as you see him out in public. So go see him. All right, that's enough of me uh, kissing up on uh, strawberry eyes. Love you, Jeff. Okay, so I am going to probably head off. We're gonna go back or uh, be back here on Thursday. This has been the back 
Afro Bengals uh, podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go get a W on uh, Sunday. Let's clean this, you know, clean this bad loss out of our mouths with a, a nice fat W against the Detroit Lions. All right, y'all. That'll do it for me. I'll see you later. Bye. Peace.